Hey guys, welcome to the True Blue Riffcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Dave. My name is Christine DeBell, but many of you know me as Susan from A Talking Cat. And as you know, I have to go and get my cheese puffs out of the oven. So have a great time with Jeremy and Dave. See you soon. Thanks, Christine. This is the True Blue Riffcast, the number one riff tracks podcast in the world. I am Jeremy, and with me, as always, is... Hey. Oh, hey, hi. Sorry, I missed my cue. I'm Dave. I'm the number one Rift Tracks fan in the world, like the podcast says. Only number one uh, podcast is fan. That means me, Dave. <laughs> yes, today, Dave, I'm so excited. We are joined by a very special guest. It's someone that all of our listeners should know. You probably would know her best as Pearl Forrester from MST3K. She was once crossword puzzle clue one across in the TV guide crossword, and she's currently one half of the Bridget and Mary Jo riffing team. It's Mary Jo Peel. Hello. Hello, Woo! everybody. Oh, my goodness. This is amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. <laughs> my pleasure. You're welcome. This is the biggest. This is the biggest thing that's ever happened on the True Blue Riffcast. <laughs> I think it you really need to. Uh, I think you need to raise your threshold, gentlemen. Well, well I mean, well, the, the 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 other biggest things that happened is that we have we had the director of Time Chasers uh, on the oh, podcast. That was like wow. before that. That was like the the biggest thing that's ever that that ever happened. But now yeah. we have an even bigger thing of the biggest thing that's ever happened. Yes. So Definitely. our lives are just like we could just die now because we yeah, don't have much. with our lives. <laughs> so how are you today, Mary Jo? I'm well. I'm good. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, let's uh, let's just get right into things. Our first question comes to us from some British guy named Matthew J. Elliott. Oh, Name sounds kind J. of familiar. I don't know. Matthew uh, J. Oh, please, do we have to start off on that note? <laughs> He says, Ian Potter or Matthew Elliott? You can only choose one. You must banish the other to a deserted island. Well, I'm afraid that uh, there aren't enough contingencies or, uh, uh, you know, there's not enough in that information. Like, who has the chocolate? Who has the pizza? Who has the, who has the life-saving, uh, you know, whatever it is? No, I tease. Uh, I haven't worked with Ian yet. I've worked with Matthew, and it's a, it's a delight. I adore those guys. Yeah, so do we. They're, they're both wonderful. I have a really bad joke. Okay, are you ready? Bad joke incoming. Wait a minute. Oh, they're both. Uh, they're both. Uh, uh, they're, they both live in England. Isn't that already a deserted island? Bad joke over. Uh, How did that yes. go for you? How did that <laughs> joke go for you? <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty pleased with it. I'm. Uh, no. I'm, feel, I'm feeling pretty good about it, honestly. Well, I think you can take the rest of the night off then. I, I'm no, good I am. Uh, like I said, I haven't worked with uh, Ian yet, but I have worked with Matthew. The thing I have to tell you about Matthew J is his knowledge of a everything sci-fi and B Sherlock Holmes is is breathtaking. I've had a couple of questions along the way, you know, things that I could read on Wikipedia, but he always connects the dots for me, and the depth and breadth of his. His Sherlock Holmes knowledge is is breathtaking. So, and we just have a we just have a blast working with him. 
Yeah, he seems like he definitely knows a lot about that subject. I mean, I know he writes a lot of Sherlock Holmes. Yes, yes. And not only does he write a lot of, of that, he he and Ian are both so prolific together and independently. Uh, I just want to I just want to give up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't do that. Yeah, we are we are big fans of of Matthew and Ian here. Yeah, and and you and and Bridget also. Well, thank you. In fact, uh, I believe once Dave said that he loved her. Um, that that is that that is not true. <laughs> That is not true. That is a lie. It's out of out of oh. context, and uh, that's the last thing I need. Anyway, okay, Mary Jo, yes. how did you happen to get started with uh, Mister Science Theater three thousand? Well, I knew those most everyone there from doing stand up. I knew Frank and Trace and Joel and Mike and Bridget from doing stand up. We all came up. Uh, in the Minneapolis comedy scene about the same time. And uh, I I didn't even know what Mystery Science Theater was. It was still on uh, KTMA, a local channel. And I think they had just gotten picked up by um, Comedy Central. Maybe they were a year, the second year maybe, into the Comedy Central seasons. And I barely knew what it was because I didn't own a television. I was so broke. I didn't have a TV. And this would have been the days of network TV. And maybe cable was just coming to be. And um, then one day Bridget called me and she said, Bridget and I did a lot of, we, we did shows together. We hung out a bit. She called me. And of course, in my memory, it was very, uh, you know, like she had a sock over the receiver, so I wouldn't <laughs> recognize her voice. But she said, Mystery Science Theater is looking for another writer. Call Mike. Don't tell him I told you. <laughs> so, so I think 30 years later. Yeah, I think 30 years later, it's okay. To, to, uh, it was like that tell that story and then I was so shy and scared I uh, mustered up all my courage and I called Mike I I can't remember if I called him at home or if I called him at uh, Best Brains but I called him and again in my recollection I was like hi I don't know if you would like another writer but I would like <laughs> to be another writer and then I had a really noisy dot matrix printer in a tiny apartment and in the middle of my pitch to at least audition me, the the printer went off so you couldn't hear me. So yeah, so I had to repeat everything. And um, then they brought me in for a two week trial period. And at the end of it, nobody said anything like, uh, you know, nobody said, you know, goodbye or no one said you're hired. <laughs> no, no, exactly. <laughs> and so I like, I mustered up all my courage again. And I just thought I am just going to be professional about this. And I uh, went to Mike and Kevin and traces and Jim's office. And I knocked and I said, just each of them individually. I just want to thank you for this opportunity. I have had a great time. And, and Joel, all of them, you know, and if memory serves, they uh, had a, a meeting really quick. All of a sudden <laughs> they went into the conference room and the doors shut. And then they asked me to stay for another two weeks. And I, at that point, I think they forgot that I was still there on a trial basis. So. <laughs> 
They forgot you were a temp. Yep, exactly, exactly. I had a um, a, 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 it's not the same experience, but it's sort of like a quasi similar experience. I, uh, because I edit the Riff Wiki, and um, for like the one year anniversary for it, uh, years ago, I got to interview. Mike was so gracious to. Uh, do an audio interview on YouTube. Uh, and I was just like, this is the most amazing thing ever. And I was, I was so nervous that I was going to get to talk to this big star, Mike Nelson, one of my idols. And um, he called and I thought that I was going to get like, uh, uh, I thought that I was going to get um, <laughs> like his assistant or something yes. like that. Mr. But, uh, Nelson just, on the called- line for you, Mr. Nelson on the line for you, please. Hold. <laughs> yes, Exactly. That's what I thought was going to happen. And he was just like, uh, hi, is, is, is Dave there? And I'm like, yeah, this is Dave. Dave, this is, this is Mike Nelson. I was like, and he was so nice. And he, he put me at ease and I was just like, oh, I was just like, oh my goodness. This is like one of the, one of the, the, the coolest things, uh, uh, ever. So, and Mike is so like, he doesn't, he's not like a, big time he's i mean like he's a big shot to all of us but he doesn't really act like it mm-hmm. so that was kind of um i don't know so like it's not exactly the same but it's kind of you know on that same kind of wavelength well i think it's all you know all the minnesotan in all of us and uh he <laughs> he's very low-key and one of the funniest and smartest and uh, i just adore him so yeah that doesn't surprise me in the least how do you feel about uh, Pearl being the best mad? Because she totally is. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> this is I, true. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I think that's subjective fellows, but uh, I'll tell you what, I, I can't speak to that. But what I can say is that I had, uh, I had, what's this phrase? Shoulders to stand on like Trace and Frank. Uh, seeing seeing it modeled for me in such a great way and to try and step into that after having seen those two, um, you know, it's very, it was extremely edifying and inspiring and I totally got my tone from them and uh, I was happy to carry on what they established. I think, oh my gosh, I watched some of, watched some of those um post segments that they do and i can't even stand it they're so funny so well you you did a great job uh, taking over well thank you i'll tell you what um when i was uh when i was in in high school and uh first introduced to um mst3k um i wasn't part of the whole anything that happened like before uh the comedy central uh not the comedy central but the sci-fi years Mm -hmm. So like my experience with MST3K was everything that happened when uh, you and Kevin and Bill oh. were the Mads. Right. So that's sure. that's that that was my experience. So I have that's um and we both here uh, on the True Blue Riffcast, me and Jeremy, me being the number one riff track fan. <laughs> yes, um, as as yeah. noted in the introduction. Yes. Yes, that is correct. In case anybody forgot. Um, that's kind of like our favorite. We talk about that being our favorite era of, of MST3K. Wow. So yeah. we're very, um, 
we're very pro that era and it's uh so and pro forester is a is is a big big part of that so i i just wanted to put that out there oh thanks so we might be we might be slightly biased there but well i appreciate it (laughs) no we're completely we're completely objective (laughs) it's fact pure fact Uh, what was it like returning for uh, the Netflix episodes of MST3K? It was it was really fun for a couple of reasons. It's um, always fun to be able to to do what I get to do, and um, I, it was with Bill and Kevin, and I adore them, and they make it so fun. So what's not to love? I got to uh, hang out with Joel and Patton and uh, do all that stuff. What again, what's not to love. I think it was the the way it was different for me is that having a few more years under my belt, uh, I'm just much more comfortable on a personal level, more comfortable in my own skin and able to have more fun with it. I think when I was doing it um, for Comedy Central, the sci-fi channel, I, I wasn't comfortable doing it. It, um, you know, I took it very seriously and I was always so scared that I was going to screw up and I had a hard time like saying things and moving at the same time, like doing my blocking and saying my words. And I just felt so much more comfortable and able to have fun with it this time around. How different was it um, working on on that set? Like, you know, we, there was this big uh, Kickstarter funded six million dollar thing was it really and was it really that much different doing something that was going to be produced for netflix i guess at that time and uh as opposed to doing something like for comedy central and the sci-fi network up there in minnesota to me it was hugely different we we had such a um a do-it-yourself spirit when we were doing it at the studio in Minneapolis and we always, we always drew on people in, in, on the staff for parts to be filled. And, uh, you know, sometimes you ask the mailman to hold a a prop or something. (laughs) Seriously. Like we just dragooned everyone who was in the studio at that, at that time. And it was a small studio and it was, um, one camera and, uh, very uh, methodical and you did a scene and did a scene did a scene when I walked into the studio for the Netflix episodes it was enormous and there were several stages running concurrently like uh, the um, the the Mads Lair and then the uh, Satellite of Love that was all going on concurrently and the crew was enormous it was it was so so heavily peopled with people wow. and uh, <laughs> yeah. cast members and and crew, just like a real TV show. So <laughs> it was it was very very different, and uh, that's one of the things I always loved about the the Minneapolis version of Mystery Science Theater was that do it yourself kind of skin of the teeth um, uh, way of doing it. I I like the new episodes they're 
fun. Uh, it seems like a logical continuation. It was just a whole different beast. <laughs> Welcome back from the edit, everybody. <laughs> We're back. Silence is okay. It's all yes. right. No, wait, I... It's like, I'm so high strong. I have to have someone has to be talking all the time. Mm. It's, it's, um, it's kind of, and it's, it's usually of, you uh, I've noticed. It's, yes. That's right. <laughs> Boom. This is correct. It's a, uh, I tease. It's a I tease. I have. <laughs> oh, man. All great humor has an element of truth. Yes. <laughs> I tease, Dave. <laughs> how did, uh, how did you and Bridget start, uh, doing your riff tracks releases? Well, again, she called me up one day and she she had just moved back from San Diego. I had just moved back from Austin, Texas to the Twin Cities and we were uh in touch here and there and and uh we we've never been out of touch, but we were talking and hanging out and she called me one day and or maybe she texted me or emailed me, but it was something like, I need to talk to you. And I'm a person who always thinks I'm in trouble. Yeah. Even though, uh, you know, I I think, oh, I'm going to get fired from something. Even though I don't work for, for Bridget, I'm sure she's going to fire me for something. So um, I called her and we were talking and she just proposed it. And I was like, say no more. I would love to work with you. I think you are so funny. And I, it's always great to be able to do your, your comedy, you know? So that's, uh, once again, Bridget saved my employment bacon. So that's, that's how we, uh, we connected for that. I am so glad that you guys are doing riff tracks together. Uh, You always sound like you have so much fun while you're doing it. And, uh, I just, I love all the shorts. And in fact, uh, last year for our best of 2019, uh, wonderful world of Tupperware was picked as uh, one of my top three shorts of the year. Oh, thank you. I also think that um, you guys bring like uh, I'm like I don't know if you've noticed I'm I'm way into riff tracks. Um, and um, <laughs> oh, kind of like you mentioned at the top of the show, something exactly like that. that exactly <laughs> right. I, 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 I don't know if our audience knows that, but um, when you guys first started, I was like, this is like, uh, this is crazy. Is this going to work? It was like the very why? first, it was, it was why the very you, first. Can I interrupt shorts. you? Why, why did you think that? Why did I think that? Oh, um, yeah. I was lying. I was being sarcastic. I didn't actually think that it was not going to work. Oh, okay. All right. You guys bring such a great kind of like new, fresh element into Rift Tracks. And I think that um, with the uh, Rift Tracks brand, it's been expanding a lot, especially under the Rift Tracks brand, um, uh, Rift Tracks Presents umbrella between um, Mary Jo and Bridget and uh, Matthew and Ian and uh, Cole and Janet. Uh, it just seems like the Rift Tracks Presents brand has been taking um, a lot of uh, just like just like a lot more front lines than than it used to be, and it just I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's uh, <laughs> it's really it's much more front lines than it used to be, and I'm really enjoying the 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 the, the new content. So I just wanted to thank you guys for that because it's it's so much fun to be to to be a part of 
just a great thing. I'm just so glad that you guys are there. Well, thanks, because uh, I, I I love it. I love working with Bridget. And the only reason I asked if you why you thought that, taking you so seriously, is because there has been feedback along the line ever since I um, took over, uh, became Pearl on the show and became the primary mad scientist and evil nemesis. A lot of people do respond like that, like, what how dare she? Who does she think she is? Uh, and I, I'm not accusing you of that. Oh, yeah. But I think that people, when people have a set expectation, and I do see a lot of comments that Bridget and I aren't as funny as Mike, Kevin, and Bill, and I'm not there to compete, actually. If if you like us, great. If you don't and you prefer Mike, Kevin, and Bill, great. Whatever works for you. I was just really curious about that, if, you, in fact, you were serious so oh no no having no. <laughs> experienced that in my whole comedy my whole comedy life so yeah and i can definitely understand that uh with with the whole pearl forester thing i mean i remember when they switched hosts and everybody freaked out you know like mm-hmm, who is this mm-hmm. mike guy mm-hmm. is he gonna do any good and why is he taking this from joel right and right. yeah and so i i get that um, and then we've noticed, obviously, as as uh, me being the actual number one Rift Tracks fan, and not, <laughs> not Dave. This is oh, not really? true. <laughs> yeah, no. and, and, and in fact, if you go on Rift Tracks, I am ranked number one out of all the fans on the. Uh, uh, oh, there, yes. <laughs> I think Yelp there. has you listed as the number one. Fan. <laughs> yeah, um, but we we've noticed there's. There's still, even still, after all these years of you guys doing Rift Tracks Presents and with uh, Matthew and Ian, there's still this pushback simply because of the fact that it's not Mike, Kevin, and Bill. Like, right, right. It's just they, they're just like, no, it's these aren't these aren't the guys that are supposed to be doing it. Yeah. Yes, it's like yes, we don't man. want anything different ever. It's very like, dogmatic no. about how you get your comedy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and one of one of the things that that Dave and I try and do on here is whenever there is a new Rift Tracks presents release from anybody, uh we promote the crap out of it and we try and and tell people, you know, yes, this stuff is great. It's very funny. It's very well written. They're having a lot of fun doing it. Just give it a chance. That's all we we ask of people. And you know, hopefully that has some effect on some people because if they're not listening to you guys, then they are missing out on a whole oh, lot of good stuff. Thanks. Thanks. And uh, if I might, if I might, I would say that um, if if you're out there and you haven't listened or watched any of the um, Mary Jo and Bridget riffs, I would recommend the Riff of Gravity from, I believe, 2017? I would have to go back and yeah. check. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, that's one of my... I think that's one of the very best riff tracks things. So I think that um, it's uh, it's it's very it, w- it was very exciting for me. It's like oh, because Bridget and Mary Jo are doing an uh, an actual Hollywood Hollywood movie on an MP3, the way riff tracks did them right. way back when. It was it was it was very very cool, and I think you know that's um that's one of my favorite riff tracks things ever. You would that was a fun one doing, for uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was very enjoyable. Our next question is something that we ask all of our guests. Uh, if you were stuck 
on a deserted island. Back again to deserted island. I don't know why that came up twice today. Uh, but what we have a thing for deserted <laughs> islands, Jeremy. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. If uh, if you can only have three rifts with you, if you're stuck on an island and you have three rifts, what would you want to have access to? Oh, oh geez. Um, uh, well, I'm going to say one that I, I, I love from the MST days is uh, Space Mutiny. Woo! I really love <laughs> I meant to prepare for this question because it was on your list. And there are um, there's uh, one of Mike, Kevin and Bill, the the one with the monster with the giant nipples. It's really new. What oh, the suburban Sasquatch. Suburban Sasquatch. <laughs> and then of Bridget and me. Oh, don't oh. start that, Dave. Such a <laughs> did you know that guy that that was a really bad movie? Oh my gosh, <laughs> breathtaking. <laughs> and uh oh yeah, wait, I'd either do that one or their take takedown of the room. And then for oh. Bridget and me, uh word to the wives, I really love and oh oh and um the maturing woman i really love for bridget and me yes that one was really was really entertaining as as being a non-woman i still you know (laughs) uh (laughs) yeah the room is is a great we we talked about that one at length on here and uh yeah that's it was such a such a great live show yeah for real all right, I have uh, just a few more questions for you. These come from uh, from listeners. Sweetly. Our, our first was uh, from one of our patrons, Dan. Uh, he said, this is an absolutely not putting pressure on you question, but any news on the Dot McPeel memoir? Oh, how I sweet are you? I loved her pithy book reviews. <laughs> I, uh, um, yeah, thanks. Thanks, thanks, caller, for calling in and asking that question. Um <laughs> I'm still working on it. It has been quite laborious. It's a memoir I'm writing about my mother who died in 2014. And when, after she died, we found this um, recipe box, box full of, um, she read voraciously. So we found this recipe box full of three by five index cards with notes on all the books she had read she she got to a point where she read so much she couldn't remember what she had read so about 2011 i think 2007 or so she started keeping notes and there are 400 cards in this this recipe box and her little reviews are hilarious so i'm writing a memoir around it and it's been um kind of laborious because it's not it's not linear and also a lot of life happens, which takes yeah. you away from your writing. But yeah. she would, one of my favorite book reviews of hers is um, she just had this really great tart tongue. Sometimes she, <laughs> some books she wrote, um, author used the word eschatological on page page four made me so mad. I slammed the book <laughs> shut and returned it to the library. <laughs> That's so, a, that is great. Yeah, it's so it's so fun and great, and uh, it just uh, exploring who she was, uh, mother to daughter, child and and mother, you know, and seeing these glimpses of her in a way that you don't know when they're alive. You don't know to ask these questions. You don't know this this part of them. Mm-hmm. So thank you for asking. 
I actually had to look that word up because uh, I wasn't sure what it meant. But yeah, I could I could see how uh, <laughs> how you wouldn't like that. Yeah, she was pretty impatient. You know, <laughs> she knew when people were being being pretentious. Yeah, that sounds like a word you would use if you're being pretentious for sure. Uh, this next one is from uh, David Jones on Facebook. Hi, David Do you ever Jones. find yourself <laughs> uh, kind of riffing movies and TV shows when you're just watching them as a viewer on your own time? Oh, actually, what an interesting question. I do not because I think I get it out of my system. I have many opportunities and avenues to get that out of my system. And it's actually really refreshing to sort of concentrate on a movie or television show in a different in a different way instead of being poised and at the ready. I mean, I can always make observations or um, I think it's really heightened my, um, my awareness of discrepancies in the script or mm -hmm. continuity errors, but I usually shut down and try and uh, actually watch the thing without having to respond to it. Yeah. Actually try and enjoy it as opposed yeah. to working. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Take it at face value and see what the artist was was doing or attempting. Yeah. Uh, and our, our last question comes from Dawn on Facebook. And she always wondered if you watched a lot of Rift Tracks movies for fun. And also, if you've ever encountered people from the movies that you've riffed, like the actors and directors. I do watch a lot of Rift Tracks. It's helpful for me to... Um, watch Bridget's and mine after we are done recording. So mm -hmm. I can see, um, you, you know, everybody hates the sound of their own voice. <laughs> I, I know that I can give really flat reads of stuff because I can be droll and dry. So I try to pay attention to that. Um, I'm also, also, you know, like trying to figure out, Oh, maybe that didn't land as well as we wanted to Did that work. So I do that for educational purposes and um, I watch my Kevin and Bill because I think they're funny. And some of those movies, I cannot believe where they found them. <laughs> and uh, yes. So yes, I do. And sometimes I even go back and revisit some of um, the old mystery science theater. It took me, I would say, 25 years before I could go watch any of the ones that I was on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm just sort of inhabit a self-conscious self and but I have really come to enjoy those and appreciate them. Yeah, I I have the same thoughts as you do about how in the world they find some of these movies, like especially like in Colony, the one they just put out mm -hmm. uh, because, yes. you know, I had seen. <laughs> I had seen some bad movies and obviously most of them came through Rift Tracks, but that is seriously one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't believe it. I honestly don't believe that I watched that riff. Like I can believe it. Isn't it amazing oh, though? When you think you, when you think the bottom of the barrel has been <laughs> scraped, there's a new bottom that comes along. Yes. I'm always amazed that there, it's so amazing to me. <laughs> well, yeah. When you thought the bottom of the barrel was scraped, then you find haunted ween. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. 
for the longest time, so many people thought the, the, the very bottom was was Roller Gator. And I was like, guys, no, Roller Gator's awesome. But uh, then Lycan Colony came around, and I was just like, yeah, you guys thought Roller <laughs> yeah. Gator was bad. And you're so, you're so innocent. You're so innocent that you think that's the worst movie. Just hang on. Hang on. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they... They do a great job of finding these things. And, and you know, you guys get some good stuff, too, obviously. You just had uh, High School USA released yes. last week. Oh, yeah. And uh, that, was, that was so 80s it hurt. Yeah. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Like, that was... Oh. Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> <sighs> like, and I love, I love the ending to, to that because it's just so, like... Oh, here's a robot at the dance, and oh, it pants the guy, and here's the picture of the guy's butt. The end. Like, you know what I think is amazing? That is one movie that embodies this sort of uh, my my amazement that somebody wrote that and got paid for it. <laughs> and God bless anyone who's working and and getting their stuff sold. But when you're a frustrated artist like myself who can't get anything off the ground, like, oh, but that got made. Okay. You know, it's just sort yeah. of baffling. Yeah, I would much rather see a comedy show about a Renaissance festival. Aww, I know. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know. Oof. <laughs> but such is life, yeah. I guess. Yeah. What are you going to do? <clears throat> There's a very famous story uh, out there um, about the day you guys watched um, The Final Sacrifice. And um, there, uh, you, uh, you, like, I guess you were sick or something. Tell me if I'm getting the story wrong. You, like, you had been sick or you didn't have enough sick days. And uh, there was a. Um, the, the character named Zap Rousedower came on and it was revealed that his name was Zap Rousedower. And you were just like, oh, I'm out. I don't have any sick days left, but I have to sit here and watch this movie where this dude's name is Zap Rousedower. Is that a true story or is that well, apocrypha? You mean I was the one who said that? Or somebody, somebody did. Yeah, somebody, like, uh, for, for some reason in my mind, that story comes from, that, that, that's oh, a Mary Joe Peel story. Dave, not, like I don't I know where you got or... that because it, it, I could ascribe it <laughs> oh. to a poor memory. I don't remember that because um, we we didn't really have sick days at Best Brains. Like if you were sick, you could <laughs> you could not show up. So I always had that out. But um, it's it's quite possible that I showed up and the second day of writing and was like, "What the actual fuck? Can I say fuck on your on your show?" <laughs> Yes, I uh, I edit with Bill's ice cream bunny laugh. That's our sensor okay, sound. So. Okay. <laughs> yes, he uses it. He uses it a lot when 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 I. Well, go I thought off, you were going anyway. to talk about Manos and how stunned we all were as it unfolded in the writing room, because that is a very visceral recollection. That it. <laughs> The first time you've seen Manos, yeah, I yeah, and we hadn't we hadn't watched it all the way through. This was before we started watching movies all the way through to ensure <laughs> such mishaps didn't occur. <laughs> but I remember us all sitting there, just kind of um, uh, stunned, for want of a, 
a better word. And it was kind of exhausting. I, I just have this recollection, like all of us were sitting there with our eyes huge and mouths agape. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you have, did you, did you have the? Uh, did you have that same reaction when you saw hobgoblins for the first time? These are the kinds of questions. That um, I not really hobgoblins. It was more. That was more annoying than um, breathtakingly pointless and creepy and uh, incomprehensible. <laughs> what would you say, like in the sci-fi years, um, during the sci-fi years of of, of MST three K? What was the worst experience you had? with that where something came on and um just like oh my god i can't believe we're doing this movie but we kind of have to because we're locked in or, or honestly like i that. couldn't tell you because the bar had been set so low with manos that once you got through manos <laughs> i i honestly don't remember and i i do think it was because we 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 <laughs> uh you know baptism by fire with manos and after that everything's a breeze yeah, then you get to things like uh, The Room and Birdemic. And, right. Uh, and I'm sorry, I have a terrible memory, and we did so many mu- movies that I usually like to sort of prep myself uh, to remind myself, and I didn't do my homework, even though you sent me the questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfectly okay. That's 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 totally fine because hey we I, I never do my homework on here. I just come up here and just and just blather, but um. One one more question, and it's kind of along the same lines that that uh, that we've been talking about here. The last couple of questions is that Manos has now become sort of like part of, if not the popular culture at large, definitely the B movie subculture. Manos is a big staple, and you guys were able to bring that into a <laughs> yes. lot of consciousness. Yay. You guys have been Yay able us. to raise Yay. up. <laughs> Right. A lot of movies, a lot of movies that would have stayed buried. How do you feel about resurrecting movies, movies like Manos that otherwise would have stayed just completely dead? Like, does you ever think about no. that? Like, no, oh, I never wow. think of like, it. No, no, no. no. I, this is all our fault. Oh, no, God. I think, it's, I think it is really interesting that these movies get a second life. Like, I think about... Um, uh, directors like Bill Rabane from Wisconsin, and there's another director from <laughs> oh, Baltimore who did um, a movie we did for Cinematic Titanic, and I'm sorry, the name escapes me, but these homegrown auteurs who are getting a larger audience, and because we've had to get rights for these movies, they're somewhat on board, they have a sense of humor, but but they did the work. It's not. It's not easy to make a movie, even a shitty movie. So, yeah. I I think that it's just really interesting. And then I think there's a Manos remake, right? Yeah, Manos Returns. Yes. Yeah. So I think it's it's just fascinating that uh, these people want to get legs under another iteration of it, which uh, is what mystery science theater did for itself you know there's new seasons so that's about all the thought i've put into that (laughs) i don't know that it requires much more than that honestly uh well i guess i do have one more question for you do you have any any feelings yes yes uh, i have riff tracks (laughs) toward riff tracks uh redoing movies that they did during the mst 
era. Because I know there's there's a lot of discussion about that when that happens, uh, like Final Justice and uh, the Magic Sword and things like that. Uh, of course, Space Mutiny and Time Chasers. And do they do people think that they're sacrosanct? They they don't want them to redo them because they feel maybe that it it takes away from the original somehow. Oh, oh no! I think there's room for both. I um. Guess what? There's still bad movies. And guess what? <laughs> There's new perspectives to have on those bad movies. And we continue to create and uh, do new versions of everything. So Dave and I feel the same way about that. We feel that pretty much everything that MST that was covered on MST should be a fair game for Rift Tracks to to do also. Because like you said, it's it's a fresh look at everything. It's a whole new set of writers. You know, it's it's not like rehashing the same the same jokes or anything like that. So, yeah, I yes, we, feel the same we have a very I like like my attitude is that anything we can bring under the Rift Tracks umbrella, I am all all for it because I love Rift Tracks, and my thing is, is that hey, look, uh, we can redo a movie once every twenty five years. It's going to be fine. Okay, <laughs> right, everything's right. going to be fine. So what you guys just said, cut out my rambling, but save, but save what you guys said, because that's what I was going to do. Because uh, my, I guess my bottom line is, well, well, why not? I mean, the, the movies that Bridget and I have done that uh, Mystery Science Theater already did, we come at it with a new angle and we uh, work really hard not to replicate jokes. So... And my bottom line is you are always welcome to not buy the new version, to not watch the new version. Yeah. No hard feelings. <laughs> oh, by the way, your guys' riff of Angel's Revenge, also one of the best things yes. ever done. <laughs> it was Just so saying, good. That's, that's amazing. I love that. Wow, thank you. It was so thank good. You. Well, I think that actually is everything we have today. <laughs> Unless Dave, well, it's been a delight, else. you guys. Thank yes, you. Thank you so much, Mary Jo. It, it's been a real honor to be able to talk to you. It's been, it's been quite a, uh, quite a, um, not surreal, but very. Uh, go ahead and edit <laughs> yes, that. Out. I will. Jeremy. Trust me, I will. <laughs> please make me sound eloquent, and please don't let Matthew J or Ian hear what I had to say about them. <laughs> if there's do not. There's got to be a way that you can prevent them from listening to this. <laughs> I tease them. I tease them. I tease my pals yeah. from across the pond. No, if I can make Dave sound good, I can make you sound good. So don't worry. About <laughs> it. Oh, that, oh yes. Oh, now, everyone's got jokes. I, I, I guess I'll let you two sort that out and I will uh, awkwardly sign off. Okay. Thank you so much once again. Thanks you guys. Uh, I'm Jeremy. You can find me at pbandawesome.com. You can send me emails, Jeremy at trueblueriffcast.com. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at tbriffcast. And I'm Dave Chadwick, a.k.a. Sugar Ray Dodge. Check him out on the web at SugarRayDodge.com. Send me emails at Dave at TrueBlueRiffCast.com. And we'll see you guys next time right here on the True Blue Riffcast. Yeah.